Milo Vonnen, and welcome to 10CBF, a podcast for blended families. I'm your host, Joel W. Hallbaker, and I'm thankful that you're here. Each week on the show, I'll be bringing you expert interviews to encourage and inspire your blended family, along with some special episodes thrown in from time to time. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating review on iTunes or whatever platform you use. In the meantime, be ready to listen, laugh, and learn, and maybe even take a few notes. Ready for this week's interview? Then let's jump in. Hey everybody, Milo Vonnen, and welcome back to another episode of the 10CBF podcast. I am really, really excited today to be talking with Bobby Brooks Wilcox. She is the founder of Blended Families United. She's a published author, spiritual counselor, ordained minister, and a blended family coach. Uh, She assists blended family clients virtually online to improve their communication with one another, to build trust, and to strengthen their relationships so they can thrive and not just survive. Her book, Reconciled, is about her search for peace after a painful divorce, where she came across a university that taught spiritual psychology that brought her healing, transformation, and a spiritual awakening. As Bobby applied the spiritual practices, skills, and principles she'd learned at the university in her life, she began mending her broken relationships with her adult children and her husband, where they reconciled and became friends, which ventured into a blended family vacation together with their two families. You better believe we're going to hear about that. She wrote her book to inspire others that blended families can be united and work together. After studying spiritual psychology for two years at the University of Santa Monica, she started her own business teaching, listening, and communication skills through workshops, traveling to different states. She became certified as a Christian conflict coach and mediator and a certified clinical hypnotherapist to help deepen her work with her clients. Her passion for helping divorced parents as a divorce care ministry leader through her church then led her to teaching the Smart Step Family by Ron Deal. I'm not sure if I've had an episode of this podcast where we haven't mentioned Ron Deal. Uh, (laughs) Small groups at her church. Knowing that God clearly called her to help blended families, Bobby started her own business, Blended Families United, where she continues to grow spiritually and expand her expertise in working with blended families. She currently speaks on various podcasts in Facebook groups and on YouTube. She's had the blessed privilege to officiate one of her clients' marriages with their blended family. Bobby also has a blended family of her own. She and her husband, Jeff, and their 13-year-old son live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Bobby is also the mother of two adult children from her first marriage and a grandmother to four wonderful grandchildren who all live in Las Vegas, Nevada, where she visits them as often as she can. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and I'm really, really excited to hear um, your experience and hear the wisdom that you're going to share with us today. Thank you, Joel. I really appreciate you inviting me on your podcast. Yes, ma'am. I'm glad glad to connect. And for those of you that don't have my email, um, in her email, she mentioned some of my favorite people that we have in common. That is um, Claudette Chenevere, whose interview will have come out a couple weeks before this one. And also um, Lori and David Sims, who you will remember from the first episode of season two of this podcast, where we had a great time pushing Lori's buttons. Um, For those of you wondering, David, David and I are still working on the Button Pushers United website. Uh, We're excited about that. But in the meantime, Bobby, would you start us off today by maybe filling in some of the blanks? We heard your introduction, which to me is extremely intriguing. And so I would love to have you fill in some of those gaps about your blended family experience, both personally and professionally. Well, thanks, Joel. I really appreciate you inviting me onto your podcast. And I'm so excited to be here. And, and share, you know, it's really interesting to hear different people's uh, stories, right? Mm-hmm. Their blended families and their backgrounds with all the different dynamics and, and um, 
and how they came together and where, you know, all the, the big blended families that they have. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's real exciting. I, I love working with blended families. So I work with blended families because of my own experience in, uh, becoming a blended family. Um, I, as, as you know, you talked a little bit about in the beginning, I, um, you know, got divorced and was seeking, you know, peace. If anyone's been divorced, everyone knows it's not fun. It stinks, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. And I just didn't know what to do. I knew I just, I knew I needed to change, but I didn't know what that was or looked like. Otherwise I would attract the same relationship that was unhealthy again. And I didn't want to go down that path again. Right. So So, yeah, so I was, I sought out for peace. Like, how do you, how do you find peace within? Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, God led me to a university that, that taught spiritual psychology. And during those two years, I became spiritually awakened and I healed and transformed my life completely. And God took those broken pieces and, and um, eventually, and later on, you'll we'll find out more. Um, made made uh, our blended family uh, come together and unite, and it's a beautiful mm. story. And so, from that experience, I I just felt that when I led was led to go and lead at the divorce care ministry, mm-hmm. which during that time, uh, God led me to reconcile with my husband. And that was a really wonderful and beautiful process. And I said, God, if you want me to do this, then you're going to need to put it all together and, and let everything come together with grace and ease. Cause I have no idea what to do or how to do it. And, uh, you know, you have to be careful what you put out to God because God makes it happen. Uh-huh. Right? I was just thinking there's a lot of our listeners who are going, it would take a miracle from God for me to even try to reconcile with them. And I'm just thinking, be careful because he does miracles. So, oh, yes. And so at, <laughs> at our oldest son's college graduation, we actually had this wonderful conversation um, that was very healing. Mm. Why we're waiting for him, our son, to walk up the aisle to graduate. It was kind of crazy, but that's where it led. And then from there, we scheduled a lunch, which we had a three-hour lunch where we cried and we laughed and we talked about the past and and where we wanted to go. And, you know, Joel, he told me, uh, Bobby, he said, I want to build our heavenly family on earth. Even though we're, you know, divorced and he's and mm-hmm. um uh was engaged and mm-hmm. and has a blended family of his own. And I have my own, you know, marriage and mm-hmm. blended family, we were able to come together in that way. And and all I did is I used all my skills that I learned from the mm-hmm. university and and just followed my heart and practiced the skills and it opened up our communication in a way Mm -hmm. that was so healing. And so, so, you know, and then I have to share this part because this part leads into how I started mainly doing this work. Mm -hmm. And so from that time, he invited us to go on an all expenses paid Alaskan 
cruise. He wow. paid for everything, his family and my family. Mm-hmm. And we, and of course our adult children mm-hmm. who were college. And, uh, and then our, our daughter was in college and our son had just graduated. And, um, and then his fiance had two teenagers also. And then we had a, our, our son who's 13 now, but then was three. Wow. And so, yeah. You so had college it, kids all the way down to a toddler. Oh yeah. I'm telling you was, listeners right now, I'm sure there's somebody going, there's not a boat big enough in the world. <laughs> and that's actually where it's everything oh. spawned from was, wow. I will, you know, you go around and you chit chat with all the people mm-hmm. on the cruise and hi, where are you from? And why are you here? Who are you here with? And I tell, oh, yeah, we're here with my my ex-husband and his family. What? Is that not normal? Doesn't everybody do this? Right. Oh. You know, I didn't know, right? Yeah. And 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 people would say comments like, oh, my gosh, I can't be in the same room with my ex, let alone on a family vacation. I've heard that and sort of thing. That's when the light bulb went off. And I had my, what I call my aha moment. I went, mm-hmm. oh, I need to write about this. Absolutely. So, Literally, I went back home and I started writing my mm, book. That's awesome. And then it, it was a journey because during that book writing process, I had caught up and I was actually still writing what, as I was living mm, some of the okay. pieces in the book. Wow. And yeah. And I, so it, it was wonderful. I love that. I think it's amazing. And I think that's something that um, hopefully listeners gives you hope. Hopefully you're not going, well, I'm glad that worked for her, but there is no way that that would work in our situation. Cause I gotta be honest with you. Um, as soon as you say it can't be done, there's a good chance. God's going to go. Mm, if you'll let me, uh, that's kind of, that's the business that God is in. I don't know if you guys knew that, but like miracles is kind of up God's alley. So if that's what and, it would take. And Joel, you, you said the key word, if, they let God help them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You and have so to invite God in. We do. I'm in my day job. I'm a school teacher and I teach this year. I'm teaching middle school history and Bible. And um, one of the things that we talk about in Bible class all the time is because God made us thinking and, and rational creatures, you can resist his will. I don't recommend it, but you can. <laughs> but if you will, if you will really pursue him, what he can do in and through you for his glory is amazing. Yes. You can, you can resist it. It it may be like trying to hold a door closed that someone bigger than you is pushing open, Mm -hmm. but you can try. And I, again, I don't recommend it. Doesn't seem like the wisest move in the world, but you know, Hey, I'm, I'm just a school teacher. What do I know? Hey, you know, when I, after my divorce, one of the things, well, actually before the divorce, but, um, that was one of the things that I did is I, I got back, I got on my hands and knees and I gave my life back to God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, you're in the driver's seat. Where do I go? What do I do? And, and, you know, God took me down this, this path and, you know, searching for peace. And God was the one who actually led me to that university. And, and because in that university, I learned about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I learned I learned about self-forgiveness. I learned about self-love. I learned about compassion and acceptance. And I learned so many different things. And had I not learned those pieces, I would not have been able 
to be where I am at today. Mm-hmm. And all of the blessings and miracles that happened with me and my blood and family would not have been able to transpire. And even in the work that I do with couples, like God has told me, Bobby, you be bold. You tell them that I will have miracles in their blended family mm. if they turn, you know, turn to me for mm-hmm. help and guidance. And so I tell step couples, you know, that I, I work with that, um, you know, God has told me to be very bold and tell tell you that he will bless you and he will heal, heal your, your family, your relationship, your remarriage, if you invite him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I it completely all the time. agree. Yeah, and you're exactly right. And, and that's one of the hardest things for us to, as people to understand is the, um, the humility that's required in order to, to go to God. We have to admit that we don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not fun and it's not easy, but it is very eye-opening when we realize, one, we don't have it all together, and two, that, that's okay. You know, we don't have to have it all together. God, God accepts us as we are, but he loves us too much yeah. to leave us as yeah. we are. Um, now, you've mentioned a couple of different times, something I want to follow up on. Um, you've mentioned a couple of different times some, some of the different skills and techniques that you learned both in your education and in your experience with blended families. Can you share a couple of those things or a couple of examples maybe that might help our listeners? They're going, okay, so I don't really want to reconcile with my ex, but I know that it's probably a good idea. What would even be a first step? How would I even begin to approach that situation? What, what would I do? What would you tell somebody? That's a good question. And if it's okay to add this piece to it, you you talk about your 10 uh, commandments for mm-hmm. blended families, right? <clears throat> and one of them is communication. Mm-hmm. And that that's the biggest piece that I mm-hmm. have found is communication. And it starts with one really simple um, skill that we all know about but have probably not ever been really taught how Mm -hmm. to do. And that is to listen. Mm. And when I speak of listening, I'm talking about listening from your heart Mm -hmm. and seeing the loving essence in another human being as a spiritual being, having a human experience like us, right? Mm -hmm. And really just seeing that if we are all a part of God and God is pure love, then we too, our essence is also love. And so it's about being able to see that other human being Mm -hmm. as a a loving essence and listening to them from that place in your heart. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I love that you mentioned um, that idea of or, or the understanding that because we are made in God's image, we are we are created by the creator of love. We are created by the one who is love. And so I know this is really hard. And, and you know, I've I've done presentations before where people say, yeah, but how do you tell this to people and not get punched in the face? Well, I mean, you know, because it you know, there's not anything easy about blended family reconciliation or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're exactly right in the idea that if we can see other people as also made in the image of God, mm-hmm. that changes how we approach them. We still may have been hurt. We still may be angry, but how we treat people when we remember that they are created in God's image, just like I am, 
how we relate to them should be very, very different. And I think, I think that's wonderful that you mentioned that. That's really, really good. Um, now, my next question for you is what is the, what's the biggest blended family challenge that you have faced either in your own life or with a client? And how did you address that or overcome it? So the biggest piece that I think most all of us who um, have been divorced and then we remarry and have watched our husband or was wife also, you know, remarry or repartner, right? Mm -hmm. The biggest piece that I found personally challenging, and I talk about it in my book, is when my husband repartnered. Mm -hmm. And... I wasn't emotionally divorced. Mm. Does that make sense uh -huh. at yeah. the time? And even though I was the one who asked for the divorce and, and follow through with that, it was still really painful to see him already with someone else. Yeah. So I would say that was the biggest piece. And, and that was a piece that I really worked with a lot in the university okay. was, was, um, was forgiveness mm -hmm. and, um, and being able to uh, talk about them from a, a loving place versus um, judgment and mm -hmm. uh, gossip and bitterness. And I really had to work with that. I call it the bitterness, but it was the pain right. and the hurt right. that, that I personally felt. Not that it was her fault by no right. means, right? right. It, it was what I was personally going through and experiencing that brought that up. And, and it was an opportunity for me to heal it, to really learn how to heal it. So I would say that would be the biggest okay. piece that I struggled with back then. Okay. And, and listeners, again, um, this is something that I'm sure a lot of you are nodding your head to and going, yes, the, the pain is a very real thing. Mm. It's really awful. I don't like it. Um, so what would you tell someone in terms of learning to work through that? Like you mentioned, that, that was something that took you a while. That was something that... Um, you know, that you struggled with for a bit. And I know that was true in my own divorce as well. Uh, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't fun, but it is something that we have to do in order to move forward. So again, what are some first steps that, uh, that listeners can take? For that healing? Well, first of all, as I, as I did what I call my inner work, <laughs> mm -hmm. I discovered that there was a lot, I had a lot of shame and I had a lot of guilt Mm. about, um, you know, walking away from my family, mm. from um, hurting my children, making that decision and hurting my children um, and, and hurting the husband and, and some of the different things that happened in, in a marriage between a husband and wife, right? Mm -hmm. Things that were said, hurtful things that were said, hurtful things that were done, right? And so for me, I really had to go in deep and do a process of what I call self-forgiveness. Mm. Okay. Forgiving myself for 
for judging myself as a bad mom, forgiving myself for, um, for uh, the unkind things that I've said or the actions I've done, you know, just really going in and forgiving myself for those, for those pieces and bringing love to those hurt parts. Because truth is, you know, I did the best that I could back then. Mm, right. Right. And we all do. We all mm-hmm. do the best that we can back then, you know, with where we're at, with what we're going through and everything else that's going on. And, and, and just applying that loving to my heart and to mm-hmm. those places that were, uh, that felt hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Again, listeners, I would encourage you think a lot about what you just mentioned there in terms of dealing with our own pain and guilt. Uh, I've mentioned this longtime listeners will be familiar with this phrase that we've heard a bunch of times, but uh, you alluded to it earlier, uh, hurting people hurt people. Hurt when people. when we are hurting, we lash out at others. And so as long as we are punishing ourselves with the guilt and the pain and, and whatever else we're feeling, we're going to have a harder time relating to others well, whether that is our ex or whether that is our kids or whether we have repartnered. Um, as long as we're still mm-hmm. carrying around a lot of that inner pain, we're going to have a hard time moving forward in a healthy and productive and cooperative kind of way. So it's really important to uh, understand that um, it's one thing to ask God to forgive you. It's another thing to ask God to help you to forgive yourself. And I think that's really important to understand. So I love that. Um, I love that you mentioned that. That's always a really hard question. That's typically the hardest question that I ask people. Uh, it's mostly the least fun is when I say, what's, what's the biggest challenge you face? It's like, oh, thanks right. for asking about the thing that hurt the most. That's a really wonderful question, Joel. Thanks a ton for that. Um, but I like, Great. I like We're going to bring all that up, right? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> right. It's exactly which, right. Which is good piece though, because Joel, <laughs> maybe for yourself, I know for me and, and people that I work with, mm-hmm. just because we get remarried doesn't mean that we've healed oh, the pain from the yeah. past. We still have as Ron deal calls ghosts of Mary's past right yes. yep and and they show up like at random they, they times. bubble and they surface up and yes. you're like okay what do I do with this mm-hmm. you know and in that moment you have a choice to go down the path of of hurt and blame and and I'm doing that you know they're doing this to me like right. they did this to me yep or you can go down another path that's like hmm what can I learn from this? How right. can I shift this? How can I look at this differently? What's the best maybe way I, to respond? Right, mm-hmm. right. Maybe yeah. there, maybe I need to, maybe it, I have some something inside of me where I need to go in right. and reflect on this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that phrase from Ron Deal about the, the ghosts of marriage past because that's exactly right. And the, they do, they bubble up at the weirdest time. Something yes. will happen and you'll look at your spouse and you'll go, hmm. Did they mean to do that? that you know what I mean? Because it, it's something yeah. its something that your ex did or it, it's a needle jabbing at an old hurt that you didn't mm-hmm. even know was still there. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many times um, in, in my marriage um, something will happen and I will look and I'll go, hmm, no, she didn't mean to do that. Or no, she didn't know that was something that would bother me because my wife is a saint. She, I mean, she wouldn't, she wouldn't hurt anybody on purpose. That's not who she is. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, And I'd like to think that I'm that nice, but what I've realized is that there are times when I respond to her as if she is the person that hurt me in the past. 
and that's mm-hmm. not fair to her. And so I have to go back and ask forgiveness because, and, I, and I'll really, I'll say, hey, listen, I, I didn't respond to you the way that you deserve. I responded to you out of my own hurt. And, mm-hmm. and I need you to please forgive me for that. And that's not very fun, you know, but it's much better than trying to blame it on her when I'm the one who was in the wrong. And I'm sure for anybody who's been divorced and is now remarried, we've all had times where we respond to our current spouse as if they were our previous spouse. Mm-hmm. And, and I've found Maybe you found this too. I found that my current spouse does not appreciate that. That is not something that they enjoy when they're going, yeah, but that wasn't me. Right. I, I didn't do that. Right. Right. Or, or, and again, I'm pleased. I hope nobody hears me bad mouth of my ex. I'm not intending that at all. But if you've been through a divorce, you know that there is pain there. And so mm-hmm. whatever those hurts are that you have, if your current spouse touches on those, just assume that they didn't mean to give them the benefit of the doubt most of the time it will it'll help you stay out of trouble speaking from experience here um, and you know people can and i should say god can heal those hurts and mm-hmm. those pains however you have to be willing to to face them yes and, and you got to be able to take, you got to be willing to take responsibility for and your And that's the that's the number one piece <laughs> and that's what god wants us to do he wants yes. us to take responsibility yes you know, yeah. for, for that, it, you know, it always takes two people. It's not yep. just one. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly right. I love that, that you said that that's, that's a big part of it because we can't heal really as long as we are blaming the pain Maybe. only on someone else, because that Absolutely. gives them the power and, yeah. and we can't deal with it. That's not how we're meant to be. If we accept responsibility yeah. for our own faults, then we can ask God to help us heal and to move on. But we've got to be able to willing, we got to be willing to admit our part. Yeah. And, you know, Joel, um, taking responsibility doesn't excuse maybe a, a hurt or a wrong or whatever mm-hmm. that they Agreed. did, right? Yep. All it, all it does is you're taking responsibility and for, and, 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 and being able to see it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. not that they wronged you or, or blame or did this or, but that, it was an opportunity for you to learn mm-hmm. about yourself in relationships, mm-hmm. right? Right. Or learn about, um, you know, them in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And I mean, again, that, that's really important because it is part of the, uh, it's the part of the process of growing. It's part of the process of, and again, becoming a better spouse in your current marriage. I mean, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you and a lot of our listeners know the statistics about second marriages are even less Higher. encouraging than the ones about yeah. the first marriages. So that means if you're bringing with you those ghosts of marriage past, if you haven't dealt with those hurts, mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up for failure. And that's why I'm, th- I'm thankful for people like you. And we mentioned Lori and, and David, and we've mentioned Ron Deal, and we've mentioned Claudette and, you know, everybody else who's doing the work that we're doing, because I know that our ultimate goal is to try to help people succeed in the marriage that they are in. I know that's one of the things that I've said repeatedly is I want to help the divorce rates decline. I can't stop them. That's not going to happen on this side of it. Or the re-divorce rates. Or the re-divorce rates. That's exactly right. We want those things to come back down yeah. because people are learning how to be a better spouse this time than they were last time. And that's something yeah. that, that's been really humbling for me to realize as I've been married the second time, just how very many things I was wrong about in my first marriage. And there have been a couple of times when I've actually, I've texted my ex-wife and I'm like, hey, this thing you told me about 12 years ago that I disagree with you about, 
Um, you were right. Sorry about that. And, you know, it's not very fun, but we live in a tiny town. We live two miles apart mm -hmm. and everybody knows everybody. And so we've worked really hard to try to get along for the past 10 or 11 years since we divorced. And I'm very thankful for that. And, and it's, it's caused us to be able to have a much better relationship than we had years and years ago. And it's still not easy all the time, but it's way better than it was. And that's something that is because of God working in both of us yeah. and, and teaching us humility. And, and, and that's something that is, uh, one, it's a great example for our kids, but two, it's also just good for our own healing and our own marriages and, and all of those things. Um, so it that is. actually, go ahead. And there's, there's also uh, research that shows that when children see their parents who've been divorced actually communicate and get along mm -hmm. um, with each other and there's no um, arguing or fighting or, or um, bad feelings that mm. they actually heal too. Mm. And that, that um, them being able to see healthy relationships in um, their, their parent, either one or both parents when they remarried and the step family will outride the issues and the, mm. the and the things in divorce okay. that we all know that as children of divorce right experience in their relationships and mm. go through and i can witness to that because of in my own children's <laughs> who are adults and parents right. now right. too so yeah. so yeah so they when they see their parent in a healthy relationship it mm -hmm. overrides the right. the, the yeah, it sort of the undoes some of those things that it does because yeah. then they're seeing a healthy relationship right and then they know how to role model that in their own relationships mm. and that is and again that's really like i know listeners you've heard this before from lots of our guests that's what it's really all about is trying to help you heal so that we can help our kids learn to, to live better lives than they would otherwise. I mean, that's what, you know, we want to point them to the gospel. We want them to be better people than we are. And, and that's, yeah. you know, that's what we're doing here. Um, and that leads me really to my next question, which is probably my favorite question that I ask. And that is, what is the best blended family experience or memory that you have? Uh, that would be the blended family cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That it was, that was so much fun yeah. So can, we, I mean, we all just bonded on. I was going to say, yeah. Can can you give us a little bit of insight into what that was? I mean, was it awkward at the beginning when you and your husband showed up and saw your ex and his fiance, or was it? I mean, did it get better as the cruise went on? Did you just show up and everything was fine? Like, how did that go? Well, to to back up a little bit mm -hmm. before that, after we reconciled. Um, he invited me over to his house, his home, where my um, daughter was living with him, going mm -hmm. to college and, and living with him, her dad at the time. And she was watching our little guy, who was three at the time, while I went to lunch with her dad. And his um, fiance was living there with mm -hmm. him, too. Okay. And so he invited me to come back and we had a barbecue and we talked. And and she really held the space for mm. he and I to continue to mend our relationship. Wow. So like, like he was out the grill. I was mm. out. At, I went out to the grill and we just started, you know, talking and chatting. And 
and everybody else stayed inside, mm-hmm. you know, and there was no jealousy or, mm-hmm. you know, anything. And, and I really believe Joel is because her and her husband mm-hmm. have, um, a good relationship okay. with their kids. Okay. And so she knew and understand, understood the importance of, of having that, um, mm-hmm. relationship, a good relationship, wow. you know, together and okay. for our kids, even though they're adults. Right. Right. Wow. Okay. So you had this barbecue. So we already kind of had that, okay. that connection, Okay. you know, that grew. So by the time that we actually met, you know, on the mm-hmm. cruise, it, it was fun. I mean, like, mm-hmm. so our little guy, he would go to like the nursery and stay there all day and have fun and play and do crafts. And then all of us adults would go on the mainland mm-hmm. in different ports. And we would go on, you know, like we went on a, a train ride and, you know, we went and had lunch sushi, all of us. I got pictures of all of us together eating wow. sushi and mm-hmm. we just talked and bonded. And yeah, it was a really great time. And, wow. and on that cruise, my husband and my husband became friends. Mm. So like, you know, we'd gone through birthdays and graduations mm-hmm. and stuff together over the years, but this was a, an opportunity for, for us to have fun together. Right. 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 And there it's was, not just a big event right. for a couple hours and then we go away. Right. And, and so my husband likes to drink wine and my husband likes to drink wine. We, you know, we do. And so we'd all share a glass of wine and we, you know, talk over the big round table, you know, while we're eating. And it was on the cruise that my, my husband talked to the husband Mm. about this business opportunity that he was thinking about getting into in restaurants. And um, my husband is a financial advisor mm-hmm. and has his own practice and the kids, uh, worked in the practice and the family business with him. So they had this long talk and discussion, long story short, my husband, um, eventually offered my husband an opportunity to work in the family financial business, Wow! which led us to to move to Las Vegas where all the family was. Mm. And we decided to move there anyways, because I wanted my little guy, our little mm-hmm. guy to bond with his older right, brother and sister. Ones, yeah. 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 Wow. And, and so for a year, um, my husband worked, <laughs> this is so crazy. My husband worked in the office mm-hmm. with my son and my daughter mm-hmm. and my husband and mm-hmm. his wife. <laughs> wow. I just, I feel like there's a TV show in there somewhere. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. And so, so my husband gave my husband his start mm-hmm. and it was so funny because when they would do like, uh, like Christmas parties or whatever together and, you know, all the clients would come together and, and, and the family, you know, would be there. My husband and and my husband and my husband would be in this group talking to clients. Right. And my husband would say, yeah, I used to be married to his wife. <laughs> and the clients would stop. Right. They kind of freeze up and go, is that a joke? Are we? Oh, oh, you're, you're, oh, you're, you're, oh, you're, you're, oh, you're with the mom. Oh, 
okay. You're married to them. Okay. Got it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I feel I, again, there's just, there's gotta be so many fun social situations to play off of that. That's excellent. Yeah. That is yeah. excellent. Um, okay, good. Well, let's look at the next question here. Um, ahead of time, I sent you a copy of those 10 commandments for blended families. And um, having looked at those, what do you see people struggling with the most? And what kind of wisdom would you share with them? Well, the one that I share with you was the communication. Mm -hmm. um, and there's another one, discernment, too. We mm -hmm. talked a little bit about the communication. And I would say the discernment. And, and that, again, that goes back to, um, you know, when something comes up, an issue comes up or a upset comes out right mm -hmm. it it's about reflecting on that like where inside of you what 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 sh why is this showing up it's showing up for a reason for healing and so what to really reflect on that versus lashing out or mm. spitting something out that you regret to say or whatever later right. but to have time to really sit back and reflect on it and and invite God into helping to uh, give you peace and and understanding about that. Yeah, I think that's wonderful, and I love that you mentioned the idea of needing to take some time for reflection and and inviting God in in order to be able to heal in order to be able to move forward. Because uh, again, that's, that's the great thing. I know there are some people who listen to this and, and they're not Christians and that's fine. Um, but one of the great things about our faith, one of the great things about our savior is that he's a God who is with us. That's what the name Emmanuel means for those of you that listen and, and maybe not be part of the faith. Um, we have a God who is with us all the time. And while he is always with us, he also likes to be asked. To, to be invited in. That's something that I love in the, um, in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I believe it is, in one of the Chronicles of Narnia, where someone is asking about Aslan. They're like, well, doesn't he know? And, and someone says, yeah, I, I, he already knows, but I get a kind of a feeling that he likes to be asked. Mm -hmm. um, God knows what you need, but he still invites us to ask him mm -hmm. for what we need. That's part of how he taught us to pray. You know, give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need. He, we know he's good for it. We know he's going to provide it. He's created everything. It's just a question of, are we going to ask for it and receive it humbly? Or are we just mm -hmm. going to take it for granted? And unfortunately, that's a lot of, of what we see today. And that's something that we can hopefully continue to change. Right. And it also goes with that free will, right? Mm -hmm. So just because God knows and understands what we need, we have the free will and choice, the choice to ask God to right. help us. And, and that was also one of your 10 commandments is asking for help. <laughs> yeah, that's one that uh, I heard. I'm trying to remember. Right. I think it was um, Gil and Brenda Stewart who said, um, you know, the best time to ask for help in your marriage is when it's going well. Right. Don't wait until you are hurting. Don't yeah. wait until it's a crisis. Go ahead and start working on your marriage when it's already good. Um, yeah. It's a little bit like and, and I know um, some of our listeners may be younger than us. But for those of us who are in our, um, you know, late 30s and above, it's probably a good idea for us to be going to the doctor at least once a year for our checkups. We don't want to wait until everything is breaking down and then decide, right. OK, well, maybe I should go get something looked at like, no, 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 no. 
you know, or, or like an oil change, go get your car checked out. Don't wait till it starts making clunky noises and go, oh, I haven't changed the oil in 10,000 miles. Maybe I should go. And... No, go ahead and get help for your marriage before you need the help. Yeah, I think that's it. I do. I and, think that's and even if it's if you finding that you're having some little struggles here and there, mm-hmm. I think it, another piece to add to that, Joel, would be to ask for help, you know, before it gets mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, it's on the line and right. are we going to divorce? Right. And unfortunately, I, I, that is where the, the uh, higher di- second divorce rate comes in is because couples wait too yeah. long yeah. to do it. It's either at the beginning when mm-hmm. they're first coming together to, to form a blended family right? or when they're almost ready to split because yeah. they just don't know how to to deal with the different dynamics and yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. I remember uh, Lori and David shared that on, on this uh, podcast in their interview, they talked about how, when they finally went for help, I mean, they were a phone call, like they were already talking with lawyers. They were, they were just about done and then things have changed and, and praise mm-hmm. the Lord for that. Uh, but you're exactly right. It, it's a much better idea if we don't wait until that moment <laughs> to go ask for help. Um, and that would be the wisdom. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that right. That would be the wisdom piece. Yeah, that's to yeah, ask that's for help ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, and and that is that that's a great. That's kind of a, the next thing I was going to get at is is you know the the biggest strategy, advice, tip, or bit of wisdom that you have, and I think you just hit it, which is get help early instead of waiting until your marriage is already in crisis mode. Because you're exactly right. Um, if you wait too long. Somebody may have already checked out, and and by mm-hmm. then you may not be able to do anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. But as, you know, so get help early. I think that's I think that's uh, extremely important as well. Now, the last couple of questions before we do our lightning round here: um, What are some of your favorite blended family resources? I know you put some in uh, in the email that you sent to me. But would you Would you mind sharing some of those with your uh, with our audience, um, both your resources and ones that have really helped you both personally and professionally? I know that you Absolutely. mentioned your book um, and then, you know, some of the other ones. So I'd love well, to hear about first, those. First, I'm going to mention Ron Deal's The Smart Step Family. I use that. That is my Bible that yeah. I use. When it's, I, yeah, it's on my shelf behind me. Yeah. And and also his, his other one, The Smart Step Family Marriage. Mm-hmm. I also use that one with, with couples too. Um, yes, definitely, definitely. That's like top priority. Um, the other one that I, uh, like, of course, is my friend Claudette and Mm -hmm. stepmom book of boundaries. That's wonderful. And Nacho Kids Academy. Mm -hmm. I just adore David and Lori and, (laughs) and they're so fun and, but they have a loving soft side too that and they coach so beautifully together as a couple and they bring an aspect in that helps step couples that are trying to step parent right and and uh claudette you know for those step moms out there who are just really struggling with boundaries right Right. And of course, Ron Deal, he talks about everything across the board you could ever want to know about yep. blended families and 
and, you know, step parenting and coming alongside of your step of the step parent, the biological parent Mm -hmm. coming alongside of the step parent and being the one that actually sets the tone with the kids and his, you know, to work together. And, and my book is um, reconciled. And I, of course, would recommend that also. So, and my book is, uh, takes the reader on a journey from my, behind my eyes and my thoughts and what I went through and from the healing piece after divorce to finding, you know, your, that right person partner Mm -hmm. again and getting remarried and trying to make things to, you know, work with the co-parenting and then you know mixing the blended family the the kids and and the um the the hours child because my husband and I have an hours child Mm -hmm. and he didn't he was never married or had kids before so we don't have that uh dynamic piece in our blended family but from from my kids we do and my kids call him bonus dad (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah, and my my book is it is the journey of the spiritual waking and the healing and those spiritual practices and then applying them mm-hmm. with my husband today mm-hmm. and applying them with my children and my co-parent and all my relationships and how that has um, bonded and brought mm-hmm. us closer together. Okay. So if listeners want to get in touch with you, learn more about your work, find a copy of your book, what's the best way for them to do that? So you can get a copy of my book on my bobbybrookswilcox.com website. Mm -hmm. That's B-O-B-B-I-B-R-O-O-K-S Wilcox, W-I-L-C-O-X.com. And it's also available on Amazon. Um, And, and then for anyone who wants to uh, know more about the work that I do with blended families, step couples, um, you can go to my website at blendedfamiliesunited.com. Mm-hmm. And actually on there, Joel, there I have on the front page of my blendedfamiliesunited.com website is five steps to prevent blended family stress from overwhelming your marriage. And it's a free download that nice. um, anyone can download. Excellent. Excellent. And let's be honest, if you're in a blended family, you have stress. That's not <laughs> yes. even a question like that. That's just that is the state of life in a blended family. So uh, listeners, please go check out that website. That is blendedfamiliesunited.com. Get a copy of that free download. Um, I will be getting a copy of that free download because I feel like I'm a huge fan of all of these resources. Um uh, are you on any kind of social media where people can connect with you as well? I am on Facebook. Okay, excellent. Good. So listeners, be f- uh, be sure to Flash. go and connect with her. Blend your family. Blend your family. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, make sure you go and connect with uh, with Bobby on Facebook as well. Now And oh, YouTube. And YouTube. That's right. You mentioned that in the, in the intro. That's right. Good. So yep. Facebook and YouTube, check those out. Um, so before we're done, the last thing I like to do is go through this lightning round. These are just a series of goofy questions that I enjoy uh, because I teach middle schoolers all day and they're goofy. And so that's the way my brain works. 
Hey, uh, I have a I'm, middle schooler. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm secretly a grown-up 12-year-old. So. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. We, I have a good time. I don't know if everybody else does, but I'm excited about it. All right. Um, so here's the first it. question. Um, of these three, which is your favorite? Lord of the Rings, Narnia, or Harry Potter? Ooh, Harry Potter. Nice. Okay, there's not a wrong answer in our world. That's those are all good. Um, hot dogs or hamburgers? Hot dogs. Good. Uh, number three, boneless chicken wings. Are they a real thing or are those just pretentious nuggets? <laughs> I boneless chicken. I think the latter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not saying. a chicken wings person, so yeah, I don't know. That's my right. My husband that's, likes to eat there those. There you go. Say that's more for the rest of us. My wife's that's, not a wing person. Fine. Yeah, no, neither that's am okay. I. Uh, number four, dogs or cats? Dogs. Nice. Uh, number five, tea, sweet or unsweet? Sweetened. Good. All right. And then number six, um, give us a favorite quote. Uh, could be a line from the Bible, could be a hymn, could be a song lyric, could be a line from a book or a movie. Oh, my goodness. Can I give you one from my book? Please do. That would be wonderful. Okay. Let's see. You'll like this. I just opened it to whatever mm. page. <laughs> Chapter five, pursuing peace. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36, 25 through 26. Mm, 36, you said 25 through 26? Yep. Excellent. 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 Praise the Lord for that, because let's be honest, um, hearts of stone, not terribly helpful. Uh, hearts of flesh, much, much better. Um, well, Bobby, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to chat with you. It's been wonderful to learn about you and hear about uh, other blended families that people think are weird for doing things together. I think that's wonderful. and It's something more blended families should do. So, uh, But thank yes. you again for being generous with your time and um, just sharing your experiences with us. Thank you again. Oh, and thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to be here. Good. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Uh, listeners, again, please go check out. You can find her book at bobbybrookswilcox.com or on Amazon. Make sure you check her out at Blend Your Family on Facebook or go to her website, blendedfamiliesunited.com. Please go check out uh, Bobby Brooks Wilcox in all of those places. In the meantime, we look forward to seeing you guys again in the next episode of 10CBF, a podcast for blended families. Walk worthy and Godspeed. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of 10CBF, a podcast for blended families. If you feel this was helpful, please subscribe and then like and share the interview. If you'd like to contact me directly, feel free to reach out through the show's website on Anchor or via social media. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and I'd love to hear from you. Last, if you'd like a free copy of any of my blended family resources, be sure to check out my website at stepdadding.com. In the meantime, walk worthy and Godspeed to you and your blended family.